Ryan Reese. This is live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Since we are in Southern California, I have to make an emergency alert. It's raining out. All people from California, Californians, stay home. Yes. Hide your kids, hide your wives in the house. It's, Don't go to the cars. Everyone's going to crash. It's sprinkling out there, people. <laughs> no, it's pouring, <laughs> raining out there. It's going to flood. People are flying through the freeways, losing control. It is. It's this, only because it's it's actually due. There, there's been a lot of, lot of rain here in California. Nothing like what they get back east and stuff like that, but it's been cold. Um, but, yeah. I'm over the rain though. I'm ready Wait, for summer. There's actually this is actually pretty bizarre for California because it's literally I just looked at the weather. It's supposed to be raining for like another two weeks. No, it's not. That. It's supposed to be raining. There's actually snow in the big, mountains. There's tons of snow. In this the used to happen when we were when we were kids. Yeah, it hasn't happened for a long time. Last couple of winters have been very short, and this one has been raining so much. So right. so last uh, was it last Christmas? Me and Crystal are like, we're gonna go get a winter getaway. I probably told you this before, yeah, huh? but uh, we're like, okay, sounds so, good in the movies. Yeah, we're like, okay, let's go. We're gonna go hang out in the snow, and uh, just kind of get away from the kids and just go up for like twenty four hours, just chill, go eat, relax, and uh, so we book it. And then as we get closer to the date, we realize there has not been snow in the mountains all year. <laughs> so we show up to Big Bear, and there's no snow. Not even on the like the snowboard mountain lifts. Yeah. There's like they have like one run open and it's to to toboggan like right. at the bottom like tube or whatever. There's nothing, so we get up there, and it's really cold, but yet it's just like dirt grounds, <laughs> and there's just something about snow resorts without snow. It's yeah, it's pretty much garbage. It's, yeah, it doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, so we were like, dude, this stinks. Let's get out of here. <laughs> no, okay, and right now, like, it's like, there's tons of snow up there. I know a lot of people have been going up there lately. Like, you got to get chains to go up there, or at least last weekend. So, yeah, there's you a missed bl- out. You should have gone this year. Well, we might. I'm thinking about it. There's going to be enough snow in the next couple of weeks, so we're going we're gonna to probably ha- head up to the snow for a night or something. Nice. That would be cool, get the kids out there. Nice. Actually, maybe we'll just leave them home. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. So yeah, when you, it, you you talk about like this is get away for a couple of times just to kind of refresh and be your wife. You need to get three kids. It it turns into a a, a mission. Like my dad would say, a situation. <laughs> a situation. No, the whole reason why we would go is to for us to just hang out and yeah. and date, you know, for 24 hours. Yeah. That's how it gets with kids. It gets wild. It gets wild. So. I love it. Yeah, no. Dude, you know what? Kids are amazing. The last just now that they're about to turn three, dude, it's just awesome, man. Flies, man. Cohen, my oldest son's about to be 10 in a week and a half. It's crazy. It's gone by so fast. I know. It's crazy, huh? Nuts. Yep. So nuts. Well, let's give out the phone number. 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. My name is Ryan Reese. I have my good friend Sean McKeon, the co-host in studio. And uh, tonight, we're going to just leave the lines open to take your guys' calls. We talk about anything, anything you want. You know, uh, maybe you, in- you need some encouragement in your faith. You know, maybe you're in a situation right now where um, you feel like God's not talking to you or you're trying to figure out how to get God to talk to you or 
Um, maybe even dealing with something gnarly, like you're you're dealing with depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts or demonic activity that's going on, or maybe your kids are into some stuff. I mean, who knows? We hear it all, and uh, this is why we're here on Saturday nights to let you know that God loves you. He has a plan, and no matter what you're going through, He will meet you where you're at, and uh, He'll help you um, to overcome that stuff. You know, a lot of you guys that know us from the show, Sean and I do have a past of of not walking with God for a long time and been through everything you could possibly imagine. And now God pulled us out, transformed our life, and here we are. So there is hope. You're never too far. Trust me, if God could save scumbags like Sean and I in that crazy place and actually give us a new life where we don't have to live that scumbag life anymore, create us new and um, just, um, uh, just aligning all the pieces that were out of whack in our life, aligning them and actually showing us our purpose and our destiny. And that's where you find that peace. You know, Jesus says, come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. And there's a lot of you guys now that are that are maybe as Christians, but not abiding in the vine, like you're not abiding in Christ and you don't have that peace and you don't have that rest. Jesus is the only one that will give you that peace and that rest. And maybe you've been going to church and you just kind of pulled away from it. You maybe used to read, you stopped reading. I mean, there's a million different things that could be going on in your life. And you're just not, you don't have that connection to God the way you used to. And you feel like he's far. You know, the good news is he's not far. He's still right there. The only thing is Jesus says, seek me and you will find me. Knock and the door will be open. You just got to go after him. You know, it's, 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 it's that simple. We think that. He's too far and, you know, he's not around. No, he's he's in the air we breathe. You know what I mean? Like, he's everywhere. So I'd encourage you guys to call in. I see the phone line's actually starting to light up right now. I'm going to give the number out one more time. 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. While these phone lines come in and we start... Um, we start uh, getting them lined up. I'm going to just kind of do a little overview of our trip. Yeah, I want to hear about that. I mean, I've seen a lot of people saw the the photos and everything, you being in Mexico. I think this is the second time you went to Mexico. You went last year, right? Yes. This is and the... things are just popping off. And this time you had the opportunity to do a lot of stuff. So, yeah, let, let everybody know what went down. Well, what's awesome is, you know, a lot of you guys know that my dad was born in Mexico City. So it's actually cool to go back to Mexico City and and go to where my dad was born and, and was there till he was 10 years old before he came uh, over to the U.S. And I uh, got to speak in, at Similis, which is Fermin's church down in uh, Mexico City. So he was a big hip-hop artist. Like He was doing uh, song collaborations with Cypress Hill. He was like that gangster rap, smoke weed, you know. That, from Mexico City. From Mexico City. Okay. So he was like the, that, that Cypress Hill kind of vibe there for yeah. Mexico City. So, you know, he was big all over the United States, uh, all over South America and Central America. And um, he even crossed over to America because he was doing stuff for Cypress Hill, but he got saved. And now he's actually the the lead pastor of this this mega church down there. You know, I, I don't know, they have three to 4,000 people, I think. It's it's a huge church right there in Mexico City. And uh, I got to speak there and, you know, we saw, I don't know, that, that time we saw probably about 1,000 people, you know, within that service, those three services come forward and, and give their life to God. I did the God signs in the storm. That's the message I'm touring right now. And then from there, we we headed over to Cuernavaca, which is with Jaime 
and Jesser is the youth pastor. And Jaime's an American, but he's part of this church in Cuernavaca. And Cuernavaca is actually where the the king or the prince of, I think it was the king of Spain, came over. And when they conquered Mexico, he actually built his summer castle, which is massive, in Cuernavaca. And Cuernavaca is called the Eternal Spring. It's basically about 45 minutes up in the hills, but it's like perfect weather. Mm. It's like being in Orange County, just perfect weather almost year-round, mm. blue skies, and just just amazing kind of a weather. Right. But, uh, yeah, so we were there, and then what happened is we start. the government actually allowed us to come in and start touring the schools. So every school we went to, well, I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. We went to Samila to the uh, pastors, Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference okay. for all of Mexico. So there was like two or 300 pastors there from all over Mexico, which was awesome. And then from there, we started touring the schools for three days. We did nine schools in three days. Wow. And then we even did a skate contest downtown. But within that, within those eight, three days, I think we were in front of 8,000 students and we saw 4,000 students come forward and give their life to God. That's amazing. And this is what's interesting. As we were going to the schools, the government would come down and they would introduce us and they would say, okay, so you guys are, we're not allowed to talk about religion in schools, but we think it's important that we all know that there is a God and he has a plan for our life. So they say, <laughs> we are not allowed to talk about religion in school, but we think it's important to know about, about God and he has a plan. Wow. So it's like totally like it's not even like legal to do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But we went in and the government introduced us at each spot. And I shared my story, the cross, the forgiveness of sins, eternal life. Come forward. I'm going to pray for you that you're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And, dude, we were just praying for people. Dude, dude that- the mayor even got saved. That's wow, dude! At this one school, the mayor introduced me. He's the, he's actually the guy that that said that, right? He introduces me, and then he sits down in front row, and right at the end, his his worker next to him stuck his thumb up, and then the mayor stuck his thumb up second, and then all the like all the guys from the city they all gave their life to the Lord. It's crazy. That's what you call an open door, just like walking through and just yeah. you're just seeing like God just move without even striving. Just amazing, That's amazing great. stuff. And then, um, you know, there was this one girl, you know, pe- people were getting filled with the spirit, you know. And I'm like, okay, when we pray, Jesus says, come to me all, or Jesus says, you know, in John 7, if you're thirsty, come to me and I'll give you torrents of living water. It'll bubble up from your uh, torrents of living water. Will, the Holy Spirit will bubble up from your belly. And, uh, you know, people were getting filled with the spirit right there on the spot, baptized with the Holy Spirit. And this one girl came up to me after and she was crying. She's like, I... I said, I, she's like, I pray, but I just still, I just feel empty. I feel so empty. I don't know what it is. And I said, all right, well, we're going to lay our hands on you. And we laid our hands on her. And I just prayed that God would just fill her. And then I looked at her after she was crying. I go, did you encounter, did you encounter peace right here on the spot? She's like, yes, I, I felt like peace come out, like come inside of my body. Mm-hmm. Fill me up. So people were, these students are just getting filled with the spirit right there on the spot. And um, Tons of kids. Tons of young people. Tons of kids. Oh, then... We actually, at the pastor's conference, what I forgot to tell you about is uh, they were doing the pastor's conference, and then I said, hey, is there a way I could just get all the, the pastor's kids together downstairs and just kind of pray with them and share with them? So I took them all downstairs in this room, and uh, we I shared my story, and then I started praying with them. And then I just said, hey, right now we're going to just open it up to let the Spirit move and see what He wants to do in this room. Mm. And um, 
And so basically, I just kind of I I prayed for them, and I just said, hey, you know, I can't lay my hands on every single one of you guys, but I said, you know, God can. So I go, God, in the name of Jesus, lay your hands on these students and baptize them with the Spirit. And I said, um, you know, if any of you, uh, God, like basically manifest the gifts, give them the gifts of right. the tongues, of interpretation, of, of visions, of dreams, of evangelists, of pastors, you know, of serving, of mercy, just any of the gifts that you have for them. And one of the girls got baptized with tongues. Oh, that's sick. Got baptized with tongues right there on the spot. And then uh, the next night, uh, they allowed me to do it again. So I brought the kids into the next uh, the room again. It was a uh, another group. It was all the high school students. And we did the same thing, started praying for them, that God would move on them. And then at the end of this of this prayer session, I just said, hey, you know what? I said, I felt like God was telling me like to, to see if anyone wants to get healed. Mm. You know, so I go, okay. Does anyone need to get healed of anything that we could just pray for to see if they get healed? So this one girl raises her hand. So uh, basically I go, okay, so she wants to get healed. So what I like to do in these situations is it's not about me praying for everyone. It's about having the church operate. Like, okay, well, then someone who wants to go pray for her to see if she gets healed because God just uses anybody. He's the healer, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, her sister was actually next to her. No one would stick their hand up because, I don't know, I guess it was too intimidating or something. Maybe right. they'd never done it before. So weird because they're pastor's kids. But anyway, um, so I go, hey, why don't you go over, just lay your hands on your sister and pray for her. So she basically prays for her to get healed. So after we get done praying for her, she starts moving her hands like this, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are on the video screen, you can see what I'm doing. She's like this. And so I go, hey, if anything happened to you guys in this afterglow session, if God did something, come up and tell me after. I want to hear about it. So she walks up to me after and goes, hey, when we are praying, she's like, I, I got healed. I'm like, from, she goes, I go, from what? She goes, I have lupus. And she goes, my hand has been like this, like in a half like clench claw, claw for the last two weeks in chronic pain because the condition of lupus, I guess that's what happens. So she says, you know, um, I haven't been able to, she plays worship too. She goes, I haven't been able to play worship, my, play my guitar or nothing. And uh, she goes, when you prayed, I just felt my hand just release. And she's like, look, I can totally move my hand now. So she left the room. I go upstairs and her, her dad's actually the pastor of Calvary Chapel, Tijuana. So he basically go, he ends up coming up to me like, you know, an hour later after the event and goes, hey, thanks a lot for, you know, uh, you know allowing God to just, moved by his spirit in the afterglow because my, my daughter got healed. You know, she has lupus and her, and her, and her hand got healed. So we prayed that she would be healed of lupus. Now her hand got released. We do not know right now if she got healed of lupus, but we do know that the condition she had of the cramping, God healed her and released it right there on the spot. So they're going to go to the doctors and they're going to find out if God healed her of actually the, the, the whole disease of, of lupus. That is amazing. Sounds it, like an amazing trip. It's just awesome. You know, as we travel, we've, you know, we did another show on like what happened when we were in Florida, when we've been just meeting with these high school students and just opening it up for the Holy Spirit to move. Dude, God's healing people. He's baptizing them with tongues. He's giving them the gift of translation. He's giving them uh, the, the gift of visions. He's doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, this should be nothing strange, uh, Sean, right? right? It says, what does it say? It says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Right? For sure. It's happening. Yeah. Jesus says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus says go out and make disciples. Or he says go out and preach the gospel and these signs and wonders will follow. This is uh, 
it's happening, but we have to open it up to let the Holy Spirit yeah. allow him to move. You know, right now uh, at home for my for my family, I just started teaching the book of Acts. I'm going to kind of break it down really simple to them because it does. It's it's important to know knowledge. It's important to know the work of God and what, what the Bible teaches. And you're also important to know, like, um, through the book of Acts, like the history of the church, where it birthed from, the simplicity of it. And where God moved in miraculous ways. And so I'm praying that God will do amazing work in my family. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of opportunities uh, in ministry. And in the days that we're living in today, people need to not only see the truth of God living in your life, they need to see the power of God working through your life, through my life. And we need the power of God working through our lives. We can't uh, live this Christian life aimlessly. We have to be um, driven with a purpose in every aspect of our life. And, and seeing the need that's there, God moves. God works. Uh, we don't have to strive and try to create anything. God will just move by his spirit. If you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. Uh, right now, Ryan's kind of recapping his trip to Mexico. And we know that there's a lot of people that are starting to call in right now. We're going to be getting to your call shortly. But if you do want to call into the show, we'll be taking calls the rest of the evening uh, the number is 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. That's great. We'll just start taking calls. The one, the one last thing I forgot to tell you is that, so after we left the trip, they literally, after three days of the trip, they go, listen, we want you to go to every school in the state of Morales. So every door open, we literally are going to go back and go back to another 30 schools that means that the whosoever's movement would have been in front of every single middle school and high school student in the country. Amazing. Or no, in the state of Morales. Wow. Is that crazy? That's amazing. Like I said, I'm watching all the videos. Has that ever watching, been done before? I don't know. But that's an amazing thing. Just watching God's spirit move. You see the, the huge crowns there. I saw the, some of the skate demonstrations you guys did too. Oh, that was sick. And they, I saw they had so much energy. I was. What's the guy's name that went with you, the skater, or that met you out oh, there? Oh, uh, uh, Jairus. Okay, like so he. From Calvary Chapel, yeah, St. Pete. He all these off the, off the stage. And then I saw those kids doing the somersaults off the stage. They were doing that flips. Was, they were doing flips. They don't care concrete. in Mexico. Mexico. There's no rules. It was amazing. I, did you see me? I was posting I go, videos. I'm all Mexico. All good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they were doing flips, front flips off the stage on a concrete force. I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, is this really happening? They do not care. Dude, Jairus had a skateboard. He was jumping off the roof. Dude, off the roof. I didn't even tell you about did did I tell you what happened to our our my um what do you call him? Our interpreter? No. Uh uh what's his name? Um um, so we had Jairus and uh, and Yesser. Okay. So basically, G- Yesser, he's an old man like me, skateboarder, right? Uh-huh. But he gained a little bit of weight. We'll just say that <laughs> from his young days. He ate too many tacos. <laughs> so he basically tries doing a switch boneless off the stage. Now switch stance. So he's doing it backwards. Okay. Okay. So he's trying to do a switch backwards trick switch stance off the stage. Now we have sixteen hundred students here. So I get it. Like he's like pumped up. He's, he's got a lot he's, of energy going. On. He's like he's like telling the crowd, yeah. He's like telling them to like lift their hands. You know, he's getting them all like fired up. They're screaming. The momentum his is his what do you call it? His uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline is yeah. going. He doesn't realize he's old. <laughs> he's a little bit overweight. He's trying to do a, a trick switch stance. This is not good. Off a stage that's probably six feet. Plus he's jumping off two feet. He's like eight foot drop. Right, dude. After the third time, he does it. 
he lands on his foot like just weird. weird. He snapped his foot and his well his his foot and his leg. Just, snapped his foot and his leg. He broke both. He had to get like pins put in. Oh my lord. So dude, I look at him, I'm like, "You good?" And he's like, "Oh, like I just rolled my ankle." Basically what happens is so we continue the event and then right before the event's going, I I see him and he's getting like hauled away, one guy holding each leg, and he's off to the airport or off to the hospital. Dude, interpreter down. Hey. <laughs> I was, dude, man. My mind's telling my mind telling me, yes, my body's that, that reminds me of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think you're like football guy, like uh, John Madden over here. Or, yeah. And or uh, Elway. You don't bounce like you used to. Once you get a little bit older, no, you don't bounce. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. All like right. those young kids, like doing somersaults and backflips off concrete. I ain't doing that. It all, hey, Mexico, it's all good. <laughs> so today, I don't know if you read in the news, but yes, I think it's yesterday and today. It's like the uh, Kill Electronics Day. Okay. Did you read about that in the news? Mm. Well, we have our tour called Kill the Noise, so we, right. we we always talk about killing the noise. But there is a world, or I don't know if maybe it's the United States okay. thing of like Kill Electronics today. So today, no one's supposed to be on their electronics. Huh. Well, according to them, I kill the noise all the time. So anyway, that's going to go into this question right here. We're going to go ahead and take, uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab this Kaladia. I think that one might be open, that top one. I don't know what's going on here. Let's see. There we go, Claudia. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Claudia. All right. No, I think you got to go off that one, right, and go back what, down to that Claudia one. Which one? The, the one that's locked? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we could get some tech support over here and uh, find out why our phone calls aren't working. Yeah, none of these are working. I'm going to have these guys come in and check it out. We, we see your calls coming through. There's a, there's a lot of calls, and we're going to be addressing I all think, of them. I think Claudia is actually is Claudia online, alive? but she's not talking. Really? Hello? You hear her? Yeah, I hear somebody. Okay. Well, I'm going to just hold it yep. or drop it or something if we can. Um, let's see. Well, why that? Why that? Why they're trying to figure this out. Yep. So the whole United States, they're doing this thing. It's called the Kill Electronic Days. And they're trying to see if we can live without our electronics for 24 hours. It's so funny because Crystal and I, you know, we're talking about, we're like, dude, there has to be a day. We, I was even talking about the whosoever's to start a day to, to, to kill that. the noise day, you know? Yeah. But whatever, they created it. It's a now national day. It's the uh, kill the noise holiday, basically. Get rid of all the electronics to see if society can do it. And there's a you know girl in there, I don't know if I can do it, you know? Because no, we it, depend on it. For, yeah, for a lot of people, depend on it. All ages. You know, and what people are seeing, you're seeing it at every level. Th things that we talk about all the time, this is something that the world, the society is dealing with. Teachers are dealing with this. I was talking to a couple of teachers the other day, and they were saying the struggles that they were having in elementary. They've been teaching elementary for many years, um, but saying that the kids, because of electronics, are so distracted. They're not able to just sit down and read, and those are some challenges that they have been facing over the time. Yes. Oh, so. there. Dude, our phone lines are literally wigging out yeah. right now. They're like bouncing from phone line to phone line. Can right. you hear me now? Yes, I Claudia. can hear you now. Sorry. Hi, this is this is a mother of a twenty-four year old and a mother of a fourteen year old. Yes. Okay. And I have seen the same symptoms. I am a mother from Vista. Uh, 
All right, you know what we're going to do? My call. Hold, hold on one sec. Our phone lines are literally freaking out. So I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, can you please just take care of these phone lines and stop them from being completely out of whack? In Jesus' name, just stop them so they'll work so we can take these calls. All right, here we go. Let's see. I don't even know if we're going to be able to take phone calls tonight because the whole thing's wigging out. So Okay. But let's just get off the phone line until these things f- figure out. Yeah, we'll get it on the other side of the break. Okay, cool. So um, what were we talking about? Talking we about have- the electronics. So yeah. the, the, the fasting, or the, I call it fasting, but it's people are aware that they need to like get away with electronics. You said that something for the next last couple of days. I was bringing up that I ran into a couple of teachers that have been teaching an uh, elementary school for a long time, but they're seeing the challenges on that level as well. I referred to it, I was telling her the other day, at being a pastor and dealing with a lot of people, as they come in dealing with their issues, sometimes it almost feels like people's brains are short-circuiting. It's just like overwhelmed with so much information, inundated with so much things going through their mind, through their eye, you know, things that yeah. you're taking in all the time. It could just be overwhelming, and, and it really harms you. It does. It, it does harm you after time. So for the world identifying as a problem, you've been speaking about it. The whosoever's have been talking about it to the kill the noise. I think it's a, a constant theme that we're going to be seeing in the years to come. And it's important to be able to have some time where you can just rest, rest in the Lord, get away with all the distractions so you can hear the voice of God that you can actually be able to make wise decisions and stuff. That is a lot of information yeah. coming in. You know, they say like it's like 10 to 11 hours a day day of screen time is about average it's average for for them and we've talked about these statistics before 50 percent of, of kids say they say they're addicted mm-hmm. those are the ones that just admit it right so i would just wonder what's going to happen in the future there is going to have to be i mean there's a day already for the kill the noise thing so it's already addressed like there's it's going to almost become more like a probably like a um like a mental uh, health is like it, you know we should only be on these amount of hours a day. There's gonna ha- there's gonna have to be a whole thing. Well, there's a lot of challenges pitch. too because so many. Well, you look at the world today, right? Like um, jobs are changing in a lot of ways. So many people need their their social going through yeah. to do to do work or do stuff online. So many businesses, shops are closing down because everybody shops online. Everybody goes consumer direct on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So to be able to make a living and do that and still keep a balance where it's not owning you, it's possible. You just have to be disciplined about it. Um, you have to look at it as a workflow you know, that you're doing, but you got to be able to have that time set aside where you can have a little bit of silence. For me, I find myself sometimes driving in the car like, I don't even play music sometimes. I just like silent sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm at the gym. Sometimes I have headphones on. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Because I'm always around people. Yeah. I'm always talking to people, always communicating with people. Sometimes I just need silence. It's different too. Like when you're when you're just working on your computer, mm-hmm. then when you're connected to like social media, it's all about that social media. You know what I mean? The social media. Yeah. I think that's like the. The big one. Yeah, because if you're just on your computer and you're focused in your work, I mean, you're focused. If you're like doing emails or if you're you're working on a project or a study or, or whatever you're doing, right. design, I mean, you're focused, you're working. That's that's like different like bandwidth. Right. But then when you're on social media, it's just all this I know. useless information mm-hmm. that's just, and you're just intaking it and you're just scrolling. You're Which just going is by through far it. the highest consumed. 
Like when you look at all the apps in the world, people have so many different apps on their phone. But statistics show the ones that actually get traction that are like getting a lot of volume of users mm. is Instagram. It's still, it has still Facebook, Snapchat, still, still that YouTube, obviously yeah. the biggest of them all. YouTube though is like you're watching content. Correct. Well, I mean, the, well, I guess it just depends on oh, who you, you get, are. You can get lost in no, YouTube. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, anything. I mean, I use it to watch certain, yeah, certain things. Me too. But yeah, you can get lost in watching just a bunch of, Stupid stuff too. Uh, no, it's it's just it's just like watching television and stuff too. You can watch stuff that's like you know informational, like uh, amazing documentary or whatever. You know, not necessarily bad by any means, but there are. But you can see that if you can, you can veg out on those things, and time can go away like so quickly. And it's just I, I could see as we go forward the importance of having that discipline in your life. We've been talking about it for the last couple of years. It's amazing that the world around is actually seeing the same results as well. Um, and w- where do you go from here? And for us, you know, we know we need to have that balance. Well, look at our phone lines got jacked up, but we rebooted our computer. So please call back in now. I know we dropped several calls. They were great. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. Triple eight five six four six one seven three. We do want to hear those calls again. So please call back. Those are great uh, calls. Sorry. Um, see this rain; it just messes up everything it's the out rain. here. You know, in California, you can't. It's keep up sprinkling. With it. Radio it's shows are going control. out. I mean, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys right after break. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Everything all right? Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo.
now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say warn you. Loud noises! Okay, so uh, we're going to just try to remember what those questions were. One was on temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about temptation. Well, the one, the one, the question that came up, and it was one of the first ones that came in, so I know it was an important question to uh, the listener. The question was, how do you deal with temptation on a daily basis when you're trying to walk with the Lord? Like in this world, there are a lot of things that are buying for your attention. We just brought like up some, what? Let's let's, 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 talk, let's talk about probably one of the biggest ones, probably the sexual temptation. That's probably a huge one. And we were just talking about. Uh, social media, I think that's a way that a lot of times people can get lured away. You can see a distraction of something. You want to click on something and can take you down down a road. And maybe you're in a place where you're trying to overcome that addiction to lust. Um, other temptations are obviously uh, maybe lying, you know, cheating on something, something to uh, come up like maybe you used to. I was sharing with somebody just the other day that came, is trying to come in a lifestyle that we did or my, myself strung out on meth and jacked up and now you want God to start restoring your life and I warned him I said understand this when you walk with God understand this Satan is going to want to destroy you he's going to come at you in a warfare and he's going to try to bring discouragement your way all of a sudden you start walking with God your homies are going to start calling you be like hey man I got a whole bunch of coke why don't you come over to the house hey man there's a bunch of chicks over at the house like why don't you roll over like all of those kind of things are going to come your way so if you aren't prepared for those things, you will fall prey to them. And so, and I used you as an example, I used myself as an example, and people that came from a lifestyle, the only way to overcome is to be all in. You know, the church for us. Yeah, you have to just start deciding in your mind, like, dude, I'm done, I'm yeah. over it, I'm not going no matter what. You can't play games. That's all in. If you go lukewarm, if you go just kind of like with the flow of things, you will get, get tore up. You ain't going to make it. You're not going to make it. Yep. And so I was just kind of exhorting him in this aspect. And as I'm sharing with him, he's breaking. Like he, he's crying because, and he was a tough dude, you know, all tatted up and everything. But the things that I was saying, he could tell I wasn't giving him lip service. I've been there before. Like I understand it. I've had those things. I've had my friends as I'm walking with God calling me in the middle of the night with all of these things. You know, they don't realize it. But the enemy's using them to veer, veer me off of what God has for me. Mm-hmm. And it'll be so easy to kind of fall back into your own lifestyle. And before you know it, Satan has his grips on you again. And what I was sharing with this guy is like, you got to make a determination like to read, to pray. Nobody's going to force you to read. You're a grown man. Nobody's going to force you to go to a church. You, you, a church doesn't save anybody. A church is there to bring growth to your life. God anoints a pastor a teacher to be able to teach God's word to, to speak to you through his word. But when you leave that building, I mean, you got six days out of the week and it determined upon your own personal relationship with God. You got to get real with God, reading, praying, allowing God to work in your life by his Holy Spirit. You have to get real with yourself too. True. That's the first yeah. thing. Like, do I want to do this? I'm just trying to reflect back to when, when I made that moment when I was just like, okay, I'm going to follow you. And when I said that in my mind, in my heart, I'm like, okay, dude, like I'm done. I'm done with all that garbage in my life. Mm. How am I going to do it? I don't know. And then as I just started discovering like, okay, well, I do need to read the Bible. I need to learn who Jesus is. Step one. And then I can't do it on my own. So I need to ask God for help. 
then I had to say, you know what? I'm not going to go to the party. I'm not going to go to the ex-girl's house. <laughs> I'm not going to go to these situations where I could end up getting high or hooking up with a chick. Yeah, I had to just get real myself and say, I'm not doing that. So that's when Jesus says, you got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. That's literally was I was picking up my cross and I was denying my body appetites. And I, that was the first step to following him. And then the next step, you know, started growing. I was going to church, learning who he was. And all of a sudden, then I just got a hunger. I got a hunger for what God was doing. I was growing. And that was like my obsession was to grow in the knowledge of what I was doing in, with Christ. And that's when my life started changing. And then once it started changing, I was just like, dude, this is sick. Yeah. Like, then I was like, that song, no turning back, no turning back. No desire. Yeah. No desire. You know, what What I tell a lot of people, and I told this guy last night, is like, understand, this is where, where Satan does damage is by doing this, getting you overwhelmed in temporary circumstances. What I mean by that, I mean where you're looking at just a now. You look at your life and it's chaos. You look at what the damage that's taking place in your life and you can't see past it. You can't see light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You don't know what those next steps are going to be. And so... That's why one of the biggest foundations for the Christian faith is that of faith, of trust. Mm -hmm. You know, are you going to trust during this time? If you trust and you believe in God, you will see that God will begin working out these details in your life. But I have seen it often, and I gave examples of like friends that I knew, guys that I grew up with, that some of them saw you walking with God and then maybe some of them would start coming around. Some of them legit, God changed your life, but other ones... Some of them that used to sell drugs for many years of their life, never had a normal job, been selling drugs since they were 12, 13 years old, all the way up to like their late 20s, 30s. And then like now you're wanting to walk with God and do things right. And you're like, dude, I can't go work at Starbucks. I can't work here. I can't work there and make this chump change. And then you start looking at it like, man, I got to take things into my own hand. And you start doing stuff stupid. And you don't want to, you, one of the biggest failures you will have in your life is when you don't trust God, when you don't have faith in God, and you don't walk with hope, trusting in his uh, guiding presence in your life. And always remember this. There's going to be a cleanup process. When you when you give your life to God and you start following him, he has to, the job of the Holy Spirit is to purge and destroy everything that is unholy in your life. You're, you're, you're like that, that, that piece of gold that goes through the fire, and, you know, there's even the illustration when they make these Chinese swords, they, they heat them up and they, they pound them with the, with the hammer, pound them. And that's what God's doing is he's, he's, he's putting you through the fire and he's pounding out all the imperfections out of your life and he's, he's creating you into his masterpiece, mm. you know. And, dude, when you go through the fire, it sucks. It does. It's brutal. But, dude, when you come out on the other side, you're like, yes, this is sick. Like, you know, I was talking to Crystal the other day, my wife, and I was just like, man, because we were, she got invited to go speak at John Randall's um, wife's, uh, it's the women's study down at Calvary Chapel, uh, San Juan. There's your plug. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it is, though. It's coming up soon. Uh, Calvary Chapel, San Juan, John Randall's church. So she's speaking there. She's one of the speakers. And, uh, you know, and she's like, well, I don't, what am I, you know, she's like, what am I going to say? I'm a mom with triplets. I'm, right. I've been, we're just been trying to like stay above water. And I said, do you, do you, like when I met you, who you are back then to who you are now in the last five years, 
We've been through the fire. We've been through amazing. We've been through highs. We've been through lows. God is, you're like, you're gnarly. You're, you're, you're like amazing now. Like God's done some rad things in your life and you have a lot to talk about. You could share in with, with people, the things that you went through. That's what makes your Christianity real. You don't have the perfect life. We've been through a lot of crazy situations, but you've but you've trusted in God. That's the one thing with Crystal. She's like a Jesus girl. She trusts in God. She just prays. She has that that relationship, and God has seen her through, and and He created her into like a spiritual giant in a sense, over everything she God's taken her through the last five years. Yeah, that's like, what happens because that's what God wants to do in you. Yeah, that's part of the fire. He's He's building you up in the most holy faith. He's training you. It's like a, a, a guy that goes to, you know, a, a Navy SEAL. Dude, you go through intense training and situations so that you can survive when you go to war. That's what God's doing. He's preparing you. Yep. What you just said about, like, the swords, it's the same thing that they do with tools. Like, if you go to a, a, a tool place, a Home Depot or whatever— if you're looking for to find a good hammer, you'll look inside, you'll see the side and it will say tempered. And tempered, that's oh, what it means. I didn't know it, that. it means it's been through the fire and it's been tested and approved. And it's the same thing for our lives too. When you go through the fire, it's like proven, mm -hmm. legit, solid, strengthened, prepared for life. Yeah. Prepared to go forward. And God does that in our lives. And the Bible talks about it over and over. It echoes it. That it's it's for a moment. Your light affliction is but for a moment, but it's working out a plan that you don't see right now, but God is going to do a great work in your life. And that's what happens. You go through your trials, you go through your testings, then you have something to say. And and God's able to do an amazing work through your life. You wouldn't choose to go through them, but they're necessary for God working in your life. 100%. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, let's grab um, some calls. Which ones are ready? Here we go. Um, this guy was actually, um, this guy was on the phone, or Martha. Hello, Martha. Um, I have a Oh, no, the phone lines aren't working again. That's not you going back and forth like no, that? No, it's not. There we go. Hello? Yes. Martha. Yes, sir. Oh, oh. shoot. <laughs> Their phone, okay, we're, we're, just, yeah. we're sorry. The phone yeah. lines aren't working tonight, guys. We're going to have to call back. Call back next week. Um, what does it say? It says prophetic paintings. What are your thoughts on them? Uh, we need more information. Um, I mean, I know God gives people dreams and visions, and if someone writes it out, then right. Anything prophetic, what it comes down to, is that you get a prophetic word, and then you sit and you wait for it to come to pass, and that's it. That's just that's that's how you know if they're legit or not. You just it always reminds me of when the angel appeared to to Mary, mm -hmm. and basically told her, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna have Jesus Christ. He's gonna be the savior of the world." And it says that she pondered these things in her heart, mm. and she just held them in there. And so the whole time she was pondering these things in his heart, all the way up to the cross, watching him do his thing for thirty three years. That's right. You know. That's right. And then guess what happened? After thirty three years, he died on the cross. He raised from the dead, proving he was the son of God. Mm -hmm. He even proved it before, but he died and raised from the dead, stamping, I'm uh, I'm God. And um, then everything she pondered in her heart for 30 years, it all 
came to pass. Right. And that, that, I think that's a good way to look at, at prophecy. Sometimes people will give you a prophecy. Sometimes you give somebody a prophecy. What you will see is exactly that. You wait. You wait for God to work out that plan. It might not be, you know, overnight, but as time goes on, um, you'll see it taking place. Your dad has talked about it a lot in his life. I, I believe it's. I know there's two of them in the book of Isaiah that your grandmother gave him when he first started walking with God. Nobody had any idea that he would become this pastor, teacher, and do all the things that God done through his life. But one of them was prophetic in him preaching and teaching. And at that time is when he started going to high schools and started seeing all this amazing work take place. Mm-hmm. So it actually has come to pass. So that's what you want to see. You want to be able to test those things, see them come to pass. So I, I think it's an amazing thing in prophecy for sure. You know, I, I've received a lot of prophetic visions and, uh, you know, a lot of them have come to pass and there's still some that need to come to pass. And I've, I've shared some with you and I just wait, you know, like you're my friends. So I'll show you certain ones. And then right. they, or I, what I like to do is I like to show people like after they come to pass, Hey, look, this came to pass or whatever. So yeah, you just wait on anything. Mm. prophetic just wait to see if it uh, comes to pass um and then let's see oh this guy needs prayer for parkinson's his name is robert lord jesus reach down from heaven and touch robert's life we ask for your grace on his life and if you would like to heal him lord we just ask that healing power will go out and touch his life renew him bring him back to 100 percent of uh the way the body was designed without parkinson's and if it's not your will that you give him this grace, um, give him grace as he walks through this condition, Lord. But we know that you're the God of uh, power and you can do whatever you want. There's power in your name. So in Jesus' name, heal him. In mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay, here's the other one. What's uh, for? You want to read it? Yeah, so somebody's calling in and they're asking, is investing considered gambling because you are taking a risk? Is that wrong? You know, the Bible does talk about... Investing in the casino? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends what you're talking about, right? Um, as far as investing, I, I think it's important to be wise with what you do. The Bible teaches that. You don't want to get to the place, if you feel like it's in a place of gambling and God's convicting you, then you need to really exercise wisdom. When it comes to investing, the Bible does talk about investing and being wise with your finances and being a good steward, obviously, from the Old Testament to the New. The book of Proverbs speaks about it. A, a lot as well. Um, even in the end of Proverbs 31, and when it talks about the virtuous woman, she talks about considering her land, and she goes and he purchases it. There's multiple aspects that Jesus talks about uh, when he's talking about being wise in these these areas as well. So I would say if you think that you're in a level of, you know, investing in something that's wicked or like, you know, but going in... in but like stocks and stuff. Yeah, stocks and stuff. Yeah. That's oh, good. Yeah, you use multiply your money. If, if you got same, kids, same thing as invest. people that like buy property, buy multiple properties, yeah. or whatever. If you're able to, if you're not, you know, doing something illegally and you're having a plan, there's nothing wrong if you're being wise and being a good steward. We could break it down very simply. If you are doing something and you feel that it's not right, that's the Holy Spirit telling you not to do it, so don't do it. Right. It all comes down to being led by the Holy Spirit and convictions. That's the job of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world. He shows up and he throws those stop signs in our face when we're doing something stupid. Very simple. Another call that came through, I just wanted to say a big shout out to you, Ryan, and, and the whosoever's and just uh, how it's impacted their lives. And then also that they themselves are feeling led to, to join a worship team. So just ask for prayer. 
uh, Fali or something is what, what their name is. So, no, that's an amazing opportunity. And obviously, all those listeners that are out there that listen to the show, that follow Orion or the whosoever's on the social media, do, covet your prayers in every aspect. 100%. And all of the, the shout-outs that people give, it is amazing. It's crazy that I see so many people either repping gear or repping stickers all across the world. It's pretty amazing in the last 10 years to see how all that's expanded by a simple vision of you know just proclaiming that God is real and, and walking by the Holy Spirit. So if God's leading you in that that place of um, uh, leading in worship, amazing. We pray that that all, all works out for you. You know, as we talk about all these various issues here on the radio, that the main uh, theme of it is wanting you guys to be a part of the show. And we're thankful for all these phone calls that come through. Sorry for all of the, the mix-ups uh, throughout the night. Those things happen. But all these calls are valuable to us. And we know that there's a lot of people that are, like, driving on the road right now or listening from home. And maybe you're going through a lot of stuff in your life. You're going through testings. You're going through trials in your life. I believe and we believe that God can meet you where you're at here this evening. He knows everything that you're going through. Go ahead, Ray. Go to my post I just did right now. And Mikey Likey143 just asked a question. Okay. Um, he walked out of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you go ahead and read it. It's on your Instagram? It's on my Instagram. It's on my live post I just did for the okay. radio show. I got it. He's on there. Go ahead and read that. Um, Mikey, like he says, I decided to walk out of the homosexual lifestyle uh, this past May of 2018. God has radically transformed me. A common thread I come across in sharing my testimony, especially to those in the LGBT life asking if I'm straight now. Uh uh, let's see. Let me go back. I'm straight now, or if I'm attracted to women. Honestly, I can't say I am. I do know I'm choosing to find my identity in Christ. As a whole gay life I lived for 20 years was based off sick and powerful, lustful addiction, among drug and alcohol addiction, which God has delivered me from. Any advice on how to respond to that question with validity that might make sense to others who don't know God and feel I I may just be suppressing gay tendencies? Wow. It's a heavy, heavy question, and um, amazing what God's doing in your life right now. And you know what? It's okay to not have all the answers at, at this moment. Like, I, I think what you need to do is just really, you know, be honest that God, that you believe this, in God. This is so common. Yeah. Um, this is what he said right here. I because I talk to a lot of guys that come out of homosexuality uh-huh. or girls. Um, when he when he talks about the gay lifestyle he lived for twenty years was based off a of sick and powerful, <laughs> lustful addiction. Mm-hmm. among drugs and alcohol addiction. Yep. That that is so common in that lifestyle. Yeah, no, it it is. And I think at the end of the day, this is what you have to realize. And this is what I told this guy last night, a different kind of lifestyle, but it's the same thing. You have all your crew that you're around. You have all these people that you're associated with all over the place. And they might be close to you, you might have had good times with all your friends and family all that stuff, but at the end of the day, how do you feel? Do you feel miserable when nobody's around? Do you feel miserable? Do you like where your life is at? And if the answer is no, then you need a change. You know, you don't want to put on a front and try to live something for somebody else. You can't do that way. Look at the things very simple. Are you miserable? If the answer is yes, you need a change. God's working in your life and it's legit, then that's where you need to be. And as the results of it, that will come in time. 
you know, and you just love on the people around you saying that you're searching God, but any way you slice it, the lifestyle that I've lived to this point, it isn't satisfying to me anymore. I don't have peace in it. And so I'm just seeking God and God's going to lead me in what he has for me. As simple as that. Um, you know, the Bible, when it talks about sin, it talks about just all sin. You know, it, it, you know, it's all it's all sin in front of God. If you're a liar, mm -hmm. you're a cheater. If you're watching pornography, if you're, you know, sleeping with guys and you're a guy or whatever it is, you know, um, it's it's uh it's all sin in the Bible. So basically, nothing's greater than the other one, and we're all sinners, and we all need a savior. You know, I forget who I was talking to the other day. We were we were talking about homosexuality, how a lot of, you know, straight people were like, you know, the the homosexual community, this, this, and this, you know. And and the guy asked him, Well, you hey, did you used to watch porn? And the guy's like, Yeah. He's like, Well, did you used to watch girl on girl? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, Well, you 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 participated in homosexually the homosexual agenda. Hmm. Homosexuality. No, dude, that's different. <laughs> No, it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So did you ever watch Girls and yeah. Girls? Yeah. I did. Yeah. For sure. We, we're all just as bad. It's, and it's all the same. You know what I'm saying? And that's so sobering and convicting because how many guys right now that are listening to this that are Christians that have been so hard on the homosexual community— but yet, they're watching two girls on their screen. Boom. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yeah. This is why sin is sin. We're all sinners. We all need Jesus Christ. We're all equally on the same playing field, saved by grace. Yeah, that's it. And the amazing thing is the power of God can work in every aspect. It doesn't matter how gnarly you've been. Or how maybe not as gnarly. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a businessman, got everything going on, finished college, got did everything right. But you see that there's something lacking. You're a sinner. You need forgiveness. You need grace. Just like somebody that's do. at the bar just hammered right now and coming out. God knows everything about us before there was one day in our lives and he gives us the opportunity in this world in this life to come to the realization of who he is so we can really find out why we are here and what we are created for also um just the whole thing with uh sin it's like you know another horrible sin is just to be a judge you know the, the you could be a judge and just really judge other christians there's a lot of people that it just they they could just look at you and point out a bunch of stuff and they got it all figured out. That's that's also yeah. that's also sin. Well, that's what Jesus rebuked with the Pharisees because he talked about the way that they they made themselves better than other people. They perceived that they were better than other people, but the Lord says, "No. No, you got a lot of issues because God can look into the heart of man." And we are to be examples of Christ. We are to be loving. We are to be walking in truth. We are to be compassionate. We are to um, bear with other people's burdens and what they're going through in life. That's, the, that's what I read in the Bible. 
That's what I see by the, the life of Christ, for sure. Um, where is that one verse in 1 Corinthians 6? It talks about you were once like this. Um, I'll find it right now. And I can't find it. I had it. I lost it. But some were sent. Um, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheap people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like this. You were, but you were cleansed and you were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit, our God. Mm. Or by the spirit of our God. I'm sorry. Yes. So we were all once like this, but we called on Jesus Christ. We were forgiven of our sins. We were filled with the Holy Spirit and we were made holy. And that is the beauty. Today, if you're listening tonight, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on them now. Say, Jesus, forgive me, save me, and fill me with your spirit. I surrender my life to you. And you will be filled and you will encounter the peace that you never encountered. You will encounter the joy you never encountered. And you will start living that life. Head to the cross. Get a Bible. Go to a church. Get your life transformed. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.